What's something that's very painful? It's to not get what we want. And what's something that's very pleasurable? It's to get what we want. But wait a second, isn't it the other way around? Isn't it that we don't want pain and we want pleasure? All right, so which, which way is it? So we would say that we can certainly set an objective to pursue pleasure and avoid pain. But what we call pain and what we call pleasure is us viewing the experience of getting what we want or not getting what we want through a certain lens of intellect. So for example, on the lowest lens of intellect that's concerned strictly with the corporal modifications, meaning with the bodily affairs, if we get what we want, what our body wants, so to speak, as it concerns breathing, feels good. We get what we want. Eating-wise, feels good. Drinking water-wise, feels good. Temperature-wise, feels good. Not, then oh, no, no air, well, painful. No food, painful. No water, painful. The, the wrong temperature range, painful. Stepping on something sharp, puncturing the skin, painful. All right, if we, on a higher lens of intellect, if we get what we want, promotion, pleasurable. Uh, vacation, pleasurable. Uh, you know, things going my way, quote unquote, in the world, in society, pleasurable. Not getting what I want. I, oh, no vacation. Oh, I didn't get promoted. Oh, I didn't win the lottery. Oh, things are not going my way. Painful. <clears throat> Excuse me. So we say that what, it, what really it is that we want is to get what we want. Further, after, afterward, after we know what feels good, what doesn't feel good, we can set as our objective to, uh, to, to, for, to, uh, to secure some pleasure. So, for example, let's say uh, uh, we're at work and all day we don't get what we want, right? Uh, uh, hey, do this. No, do this. No, no, no. no. We don't get what we want. We, uh, so we come home. What do we want? We want to experience us getting what we want. And what is that like? It's pleasure. I eat ice cream. I fulfill the objectives pertinent to my body. I set that as my objective to feel good, and consequently, I'm getting what I want. Maybe also a little yelling at the, at the significant other, at the children, to make sure I'm in control, to get what I want. So we see our most fundamental desire is to fulfill our desires. It's not necessarily uh, to, again, pleasure or pain or something like that. And we see people work, do incredible things, with uh, no reasonable hope to ever feel pleasure, right? Oh, I'm going to one day sit on the beach. This is the image sometimes people have, right? I'm going to uh, work on... Uh, uh, my company, starting my own company, and I'm going to work for 40 years, but also that eventually I can retire comfortably. That's not the true motivation. That's what we can rationalize to ourselves. The real motivation is that desire to get what we want as we, that we share with everyone and every actually form of life. If we really think about it, but we can ask now, what is it that we really truly want? Because on a certain level, we understand, I want to go to the beach. Another person, I want to go to the mall. I want to go, go biking. I want to go drive. I, I want to work here. I want to work there. I want to be very famous. I want to be very uh, a big hermit. I want to be uh, a, a big author. I don't even want to learn how to read. I want to be a supercomputer programmer. I don't even want to know, come close to computers. I don't like technology. I want to be uh, the, uh, the big artist. I hate art. I don't like it. I want to be here. I want to be there. I want to be living in the city, in the countryside. So we have all of these different desires. But what is it that's underlying each and every single one of those desires? Stands to reason that it's a single necessary thing. And because all these specific things we didn't know about, so it can't be that it's in reference strictly to them, that the buck stops there. It's in reference to something deeper. And if that's not the final desire, then it's in reference to something deeper and deeper and deeper until we get to the necessary, to what we necessarily and really truly must want. So what can that be? So the way to think about it perhaps is that, well, it's not even that we really truly want something. It's that we have a necessary nature that is continually seeking its fulfillment and its expression. 
And part and parcel of that necessary nature is the fulfillment of desires. So consequently, when we don't fulfill our desires, when our desires are abridged by someone or other or something or other, that is necessarily perceived as painful because it's an abridgment of our necessary nature, which we have to want to be in, to so say. It's a, again, if we want to use that word or if we just want to say that state is that, that we must be in in order for, uh, for us to, to, to be the way that, I guess we have to use the word want, right? To, to, to be the way that we want to be. So consequently, that state, of course, involves complete dignity. It involves singularity. It involves absolute unrestrained power. Uh, the complete satisfaction of desires, beatitude, bliss, pleasure, all of that. That's what that state involves. And any time that we, uh, anything uh, kind of cuts into that, uh, uh, that, that, um, uh, that self-filling, that's when we experience pain. So our contingent desires that stand for reason are calculations as to what we need in order to feel like our true self. For example, one person, in order to feel like my true self, because I'm a little vertically challenged, I need to like Napoleon, I need to have a little Napoleon's complex. Somebody else, I'm a little tall, so in order to feel like myself, I, I might need to, um, you know, have certain kind of clothing so that I'm not uh, looking too lanky or something again. Uh, somebody else, I'm a little gravitationally challenged to feel like myself. I need to lose weight or, again, I need special clothing. Somebody else, I'm a little too skinny to feel like myself. I need to also certain kinds of clothing. I need to bulk up. Somebody else, my mommy treated me like this, so I need to compensate like that. Somebody else, my daddy treated me like this. I need to compensate like that or my uh, guardian, uh, caretaker, and so forth and so on. So each of us has a unique kind of uh, set of directions for what we need in order to feel like ourself, but ultimately it is like ourself that we want to feel. And now, of course, the, it becomes a big problem when the things that we feel that we need to feel like ourselves are destructive. For example, some people feel like to feel like themselves, they need to hurt other people. They're not hurting other people. They don't feel like themselves, but ultimately it's, they, they want to feel like themselves, which is like everybody else, dignified, powerful, in control, and all of that. So anyhow, now that we specify what it is that we really truly want, which is to simply, excuse me, be our own true self, we can ask what is it in truth that we need to do in order to feel like our true self. Do we need to continue to try to realize our desires at any at all cost? Or maybe there's another option. So we would say that, we say that if we want to get very wealthy, we may need to sacrifice our desires to spend every single moment. If we want to get in great shape, we may need to sacrifice our desires to eat anything at any time and to not exercise, and so forth and so on. So here it stands to reason. If we want to get what we really truly want, to feel like our true self, we need to sacrifice the majority of our desires to be a creature, to impose our petty, uh, low-based desires onto others, to do our little power grabs and struggles. We need to sacrifice all of that in favor of getting what we really truly want. Eventually, not tomorrow necessarily, but in a little while if we work at it. So consequently, that means that we have to flip around our whole state of mind. We have to begin to take pleasure. We have to want to not get what we want. Meaning, for example, normally uh, I wake up in the morning, I want uh, uh, to um, my, my toast to not be burnt. I, or let's say first I put the toast in. I want it to not be burnt. Now it got burnt. It's good. I didn't get what I want. So I nullified my creaturely desires a little bit. Now I'm going to work. There's traffic. Good. I nullified my creature desires a little bit. Somebody caught me off in the road. Good. I didn't get what I want at work. Good. I, I didn't get the promotion I got. Good. Maybe even I got fired. We don't wish that on anybody, but nonetheless, for these high high moral ends, we would say, sure. Yeah, it's, it's good, we would say, no matter what it is. 
Um, uh, let, let's see. Well, I'm driving home right now. I want to um, uh, find the, the radio station uh, that, that I like to listen to, but there's only static. Good. I come home. I want the TV that I, uh, station that I like. Channel, the TV is not working good. Dinner, I ordered dinner, but it didn't come out like I want. Maybe there's a hair in the food. I'm, I'm about to pick up the phone and complain. Leave a one-star view. No, good. This, this is great for me. This is exactly what I need. So we see here that the more that we curtail our creaturely desires, the more that we suppress this constant striving and grasping and urging towards something or other, the more chances that we have of one day really truly getting what we want and uh, uh, leveling up to a high level where that becomes possible. And obviously it's not possible in our hardly conscious animalistic state that we're all naturally in and, and which is perpetuated by this continual grasping and pursuit of lowly base desires. So anyhow, that's the idea. We sacrifice our desires in favor or our short-term desires in order to get one day what we really truly want. So let's do it. Thank you for listening.